yes, some information is out there, but the information itself is not systematized properly. It's not customized to your particular situation. It's not something that's very practical. It's not even put in the same order. I mean, if you use the example, I love to use this analogy of baking the cake. You can't put the egg at the end. If you put the, you have the exact same recipe and you're making the cake, you still have to follow the right order. You have to preheat the oven. You have to set it up correctly. If you forget one of those steps, or if you just mix it up a little bit, in the end, you're going to end up with something that's not edible. What's up, my friend? I'm health expert Ted Rice, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Legendary Life Podcast. Today, I'm coming to you from Medellin, Colombia, where I've been for two weeks now, ever since my birthday on February 2nd. And I'm going to be planning, not planning, I've actually booked my place. So I'm going to be staying until March 31st, be here for a couple months, then I have no idea what I'm doing next. So I will keep you updated about that in case you're following my Real Talk Friday segments. I share all those things with you there. I'm super excited to share this episode with you today, though, because I have Mario Tomic, fellow coach and also digital nomad on the show. And we dive into the mindset required to succeed with your health and fitness. I'll tell you, I've been in the industry helping people get into top shape, optimizing their energy levels, helping them with fat loss, helping them get into the best shape of their life for 21 years now. And not once has anyone ever asked me about what is the mindset that I need to be successful. And so often we look for, okay, what are the, what are the grams of protein that I need to eat? What are the total calories? What, what's the diet I need to follow? What's the meal plan? What are the exercises? What's the training split? What's the rep range, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we never stop to ask like, am I even thinking about this the right way? Am I approaching this the right way? And the truth is so many of us are not. And so my guest and I, Mario, we dive into that today. So get ready for a huge upgrade in terms of mindset, especially with regards to success in the area of health and fitness. And if this is your first time listening to the show, what Legendary Life is about is about clearing up health and fitness confusion by breaking down science-based information on how to lose fat, prevent disease, and live a longer, healthier life. So if that's what you're interested in, you're in the right place. And if you've been listening for a while, make sure you go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash review. Leave us a review. It's the highest compliment you can ever pay us for what we do producing these podcasts every week, every week of the year for you. So again, legendarylifepodcast.com slash review only takes a few minutes and we greatly appreciate that. This episode is sponsored by Organifi. Do you want to know a secret that all my coaching clients follow? It's really simple, but powerful. Add vegetables into each meal. But let's be honest, most of us, including myself, don't eat the recommended servings of vegetables and fruits each day. So for those of us who are on the go or have trouble eating healthy, having a greens powder makes it easy to get your greens in every single day, no matter how busy you are. And that's why I use and recommend Organifi Green Juice, a superfood powder that you just add water to so that you can get your greens in even when you're on the go. The best thing about Organifi Green Juice is that it actually tastes great. But don't believe me, try it for yourself. And use the code 
TED20. That's capital T-E-D, the number 20 at www.organifi.com. That's organifi.com to receive 20% off your first order. But hurry, this is a limited time discount for Legendary Life listeners. Now, back to the episode. Thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Really excited to speak with you today. Appreciate the invite, Ted. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, and uh, I know you because we run in similar circles. We've learned from a lot of the, the same people. We've interviewed a few of the same people. And I've also... I'm I'm a big fan of your YouTube channel because you're one of the few people out there on YouTube, maybe one of like five people on YouTube actually, who really makes an effort to bring science-based information. Mario, Mario, I don't really like calling it evidence-based uh, because of the connotation with that. And fitness professionals listening will know what I mean. But you bring, you, you try to explain the nuances of the science so people can understand it better and understand how to get better results from their health and fitness program. So it's just going to be uh, so cool to jump into that because not only are you great at that, but you've been a digital nomad since 2012. And today I thought it would be awesome to have a conversation about how to travel and stay in not just good shape, but great shape, how to even keep getting results as you travel to different locations with different cuisines, different um, gym equipment, different situations, different environments. Before we get into that though, for someone who doesn't know you, could you just give the Reader's Digest version of what you do and how you got into it? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate the kind intro. That's a lot more stuff about myself than I would say even if someone would ask me. So yeah, quick intro. I've been an entrepreneur for more than seven years now. I've been specifically working in the fitness and nutrition, personal development coaching industry. My company is Tomic.com. We help primarily now entrepreneurs and busy professionals. We've kind of dialed that in over the years. And um, as you mentioned already, I'm a really big fan of the scientific approach, not just to fitness and nutrition, but pretty much to anything. My approach has been more truth-seeking, and I believe that the scientific method can bring all of us closer to the truth. And it's something that I personally live by, regardless of what field it is. And one thing that I've noticed over the years that was missing in this whole YouTube realm, as you mentioned as well, is real evidence and real data to point us to making better decisions and how to live our lives and how to train, how to build healthy habits, how to be a better person, how to be a better human being overall. So I felt like this was the gap that was missing. So I went in and tried to fill that gap and trying to bring some of these complex, abstract things that get lost in the literature and simplify them to a point where anybody could apply them in everyday life. When I say anybody, I mean people that are actually interested in personal development and self-improvement. And I feel like that's really the audience that my content will help the most is those that do have that growth mindset to begin with, who are seeking that improvement and really to see how to maximize their results. And whether that's with traveling and digital nomad, which you probably touch base a bit in this uh, interview here, I've been doing that since 2012. I've been to more than 53 countries at this point while building my business and maintaining a 
I would say a relatively decent looking physique. I don't know that varies depending on personal preference, but I'm really happy with my results and I'm really excited for this conversation. Yeah. And uh, something interesting that I learned recently about you was that you are originally from Croatia. You grew up in a poor rural village. You were a fat World of Warcraft gamer. And the first time that you ever stepped onto an, a plane was at the age of 24, just two months um, you know, before you started traveling the world and, and doing this thing. And uh, if you're listening right now, you definitely got to check out Mario's YouTube channel, which has over 110,000 subscribers. Just some of the best. If you're a YouTube watcher and you watch nutrition content, exercise content, it's just... I mean, it's just, you got to be listening to guys like Mario because they'll get you straight on what you really need to do instead of, uh, yeah, the bro science, if you will. So really cool, man. And it's, let me just acknowledge what you were able to do growing up in a poor village and then becoming this entrepreneur who's traveled to 50 countries. I mean, I've been nowhere near 50 countries. It's just incredible. So that's that's a really cool part of you that I wanted to share with uh, the listeners. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I really hope that this can inspire as well if there's listeners out there who are coming from a place where English isn't even the first language and you're just basically stuck in what you might call either a rat race or just a general rut where you don't really feel happy with your environment, that there is definitely ways and more than ever before now to break through that. And we live in a, such an amazing time where we actually get to embark on this journey of personal development. You get to travel the world, you get to do all this stuff. And I, I mean, I'm so blessed every day that I'm bored in this time. I always say this, like most people don't think about this, but just the fact that I can step in an airplane and two hours later, I can be in a completely different part of the world. is just absolutely ridiculous to me. And the fact that we can even have this conversation right now and you're in the other half of the world, it's insane. And I think we forget this and generally the the happiness level is not improving as much because I, think, I don't think we're as grateful. So I'm really happy and, and honored to be here to be able to share some of my experiences. Oh man, I want to stay on track and talk about fat loss and traveling, but maybe... <laughs> You know, we can cover that another time because it's so refreshing to hear that when we live in this environment where people are constantly, well, I, I believe the real root of the issue is people are living this lifestyle. Let, let's even maybe talk about this. Let's dive into lifestyle first, because when we're talking about staying in shape with traveling, we're really talking about lifestyle, but just out of your typical environment. But let's talk about lifestyle a little bit. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed with my clients is that uh, they spend too much time on social media. They'll be arguing about politics or something else. And what ends up happening is that their stress levels get higher. And we're all under some degree of stress or another, and that's not a bad thing. There's you stress and distress. Uh, we all need some some challenge to change ourselves, to grow to the next level. But what I see with a lot of the people that I work with, they're already trying to put food on the table, usually have a family. And what ends up happening is they get out of shape and they end up blaming it on their age. And um, But when we dive into what they're actually doing in their lifestyle, it's very clear that stress is a huge part of it. It's causing them not to sleep well at night. 
is causing them to spend time maybe arguing on social media or spending too much time. Maybe it's not arguing. Maybe it's a, you know, binge watching Stranger Things on Netflix or Game of Thrones on HBO. And it drives every other behavior that leads to weight gain, leads to them feeling like they're uh, aging at an accelerated rate, but they don't look at their lifestyle. They end up blaming other things. Um, What can you talk about that from your knowledge and experience working with these high performers that you work with? Yeah, I've uh, definitely been through this myself and I've been through this with probably more than 500 clients is this whole idea of the, is it the environment that we need to change or is it us in the environment that need to change, right? So there's always this chicken or egg problem. Is the environment making us behave a certain way or do we change and then the environment doesn't matter? We can look at it both ways. I feel like one of the things that you just basically put out there as a message is that people don't recognize the daily mundane choices and their effects long-term. And we can argue that really the success that you're going to accomplish or any goal that you're going to accomplish boils down to very simple behaviors that happen every single day or don't happen. So they're easy to do it, but they're also easy not to do. And it's the same thing as I just did a trip to Greece and look, it's skipping the second piece of garlic bread. I mean, it's that, that it is that simple. Sometimes it's just that little decision that adds up. It's just not going for two scoops of ice cream, but going for one. And uh, we can dive into more like specific strategies, but people don't really want to hear that a lot of it, it comes down to your simple behaviors day to day that you have to consciously make an effort to first off, make them a habit. And then eventually, once you do make that transition, things do become a lot easier. And the problem with this, if you go down to the actual reason why this is such a big issue is that we consciously all know what we should be doing, at least for the most part, we have some kind of broad overview of what's good for us, but we just don't do it, right? And then the question is, well, are we self-sabotaging ourselves? You know, what's the reason? Why am I eating, you know, the third uh, bowl of, uh, you know, fried chicken and, and fries if I know that's not healthy? Same why people smoke, why people drink, right? The problem with the human mind is that about 95% of our behavior is completely automated. So we're not necessarily even in control. And there's even arguments in the literature. I mean, do we even have free will at the end of the day when most of our behavior is automated? Now, we, we know more based on this that the, what you could call like fast and slow thinking are actually quite intertwined. And a lot of our behavior is automated, but it does fall still under our control to some extent. So we can change our habits, but it does take a lot of time. I'm a big believer in changing habits. I'm a big believer in really trying to reprogram yourself. I almost see the human mind as this operating system that we can get some control over, but it will take time and repetition to actually mold it into the way that we want it to be, to be able to perform at our best. So your your performance day-to-day is not really what you did yesterday. It's about the last five let's say one to five years of behaviors that you've been ingraining deep in your day-to-day. And then now you basically got the results of those behaviors. And if you five years from now, you want to be in a different place, you got to really start auditing your day-to-day behaviors and start with really, really simple stuff. Are you waking up and checking your phone in the morning? Are you having a glass of water when you wake up to beat the dehydration? Those simple things that most people neglect actually all do add up. And same comes down to nutrition, same comes down to skipping the training day because, I don't know, you don't have clean clothes or some kind of random excuse instead of trying to make it work. And over time, most people, I feel like when they're not in this journey of self-development, they they realize, they think that it's too difficult. But over time, 
it becomes a lot easier as something becomes a habit. So it doesn't require willpower or discipline anymore. And it just becomes a part of you. I even joke with my friends right now. I mean, it's harder for me not to go to the gym. Like it's more difficult for me to say, you know, to eat fries than it is to eat a salad. And, and I'm not even kidding with this. It's just because I'm so programmed and I'm a big, big believer in programming and deliberate programming rather than going with the flow, which is sadly with what, what most people are doing. And when you go with the flow, you're then falling victim to all kinds of marketing and people and companies and all these types of things in the environment don't necessarily want you to succeed. So you do have to take personal responsibility and they call like extreme ownership plus have a really good growth mindset where you're ready to give up some things you believe about yourself or how you should live life and really try to seek the truth that what's the best way to live life. And we can go really deep into this, but at the end of the day, as I, as I said, I'm a big believer in habits, habit change, and just reprogramming yourself and getting the brain that you have on your side, because your brain might be working against you right now. If you have a lot of bad habits that you built over the years, it is working against you. So you consciously know what you should be doing, but the 95%, the, the elephant, if you want to call it like that, is a famous analogy of elephant and the rider. The elephant is a wild animal, which is 95% of your behavior is just doing whatever the hell it wants to do. And you're not in control. So there's a lot of tactics and strategies that you can use to actually start making these changes where you can sort of tame the elephant, if you want to call it like that, and sway it in, a, in the right direction, right? Yeah, uh, no, extremely well put. And I'm already loving this conversation even more than I thought it was going to because uh, I'm big into behavior change as well, into neuroscience and um, getting control over, like you used the example of the elephant and the rider. I like the the chariot, uh, the charioteer and uh, the wild horses, or <laughs> I think I'm messing it up, but it's originally, I, I believe, Plato's. Uh, analogy for the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. And basically what it comes down to is those unconscious motivations, desires, habits are much stronger if you're an, they're the elephant and you're the writer to stick with your uh, example. And so the elephant's much more powerful. And if you can't force it to go the way that you want, you've got to kind of train it. You've got to kind of work with it. And so many people, I think, don't realize that they come, if their parents weren't like, whoa, my parents were entrepreneurs and they were also college all-star athletes. And so if your parents aren't that, and if you weren't hanging out with those people, your peer group didn't really prepare you for success. And if you went to school and you got graded on learning information and regurgitating it on a, on, on a test and then getting out into the real world and realizing, oh, I, I know a bunch of stuff, but I don't actually know how to do a lot of things. And so we're in this situation where people have all these habits uh, already pre-programmed. And like you said, it's possible to reprogram yourself. But what ends up happening, and I would love to hear your take on this, is that people go for the instant gratification. Part of that is that there's no shortage of people that will sell you some extreme diet or some extreme workout. But to do it the right way, to master, uh, to, to understand what the right strategies are, and then go through the 
tough process of applying them into your life right now, into your messy, complex, not optimal, I don't have enough time, I feel too tired, I'm too stressed life. That's where it comes in. And what I find is that commitment, man, it only people who are truly committed, like you said, um, I, I, I guess we attract sort of the same type of people. Like you've already got to have that mindset because if you don't, if you're not willing to go there, then I mean, there's just the unfortunate truth is that most people will never step up and make that change. They'll keep going for the, the $20 a month app on the phone that just kind of sits there or uh, the $100 a month program or the PDF downloads that stay on your computer. So how do you help people with your content or with your client? I guess people who sign up to you uh, for coaching, they're already kind of like, all right, Mario, let's do this. But for the people who are listening right now who are really struggling trying to make that transition, how do you help those people? What would be your best advice? Yeah, it's a really good point about gratification and, and where you're coming from. I feel like with my business and our company, we've been able to attract really the right individuals through the content I've been putting out. I've managed to successfully alienate anybody looking for a quick fix or a shortcut. And it's it's more about elimination of that and just my ideas. And if you watch any of my content, I'll be the first to tell you the truth that, look, this thing, it takes time and patience and hard work. And not mentioning that is really doing a disservice to anybody who's watching your content. If you're a content creator right now listening to this, and if you're not telling people what it really takes, you're really setting up people for failure. And if I would tell you, Ted, and you're, let's say you're like 60 pounds or weight, and I tell you, okay, look, we can just do this in a month. And here's my, you know, I don't know, supplement. I will I mean, first off, I'll trick you because in a month you won't get there. And no matter how motivated you are, no matter what you do, you're not going to get there in a month. And you're not going to get there healthy in a month, no matter what you do. So really the point is how I've done it over the years is I've always put out the truth and here's how long it takes. Even the scientific literature, if you look through the meta-analyses and everything, they still report averages. Look, you could be the person that's below average in terms of how fast you can build muscle, how fast you can do certain things. So you might need more time. And at the end of the day, what is the right decision? Is it the, to ignore this and then say, okay, well, genetics are not my strong suit, so I'm just going to give up? Or is it really to embrace this journey? And like five years or 10 years from now, if we think more five, 10 years, this solves a problem. If you're not thinking what's going to happen in the next three months and the next four months, and then eventually, any, at least from my experience, people that think very short term and consistently kind of have this mindset of, well, I'm just going to do it for four months and I'm going to go back to my vacation mode or quote unquote normal. That, that's not the point. The point is to not be normal, if that makes sense. Like if you're normal, you're going to die of a heart attack at 58. That's normal. Cardiovascular disease, all this, that's normal. So you don't want to be normal. And if you actually find yourself on the side of the majority of people, if you're in a restaurant, you're ordering what most people are ordering in that restaurant, you're not going to be successful. If you're in an event and you're listening and, and you're asking the same questions and thinking the same way most people are, you're not going to be successful. Success by default is not what normal people do because the majority is unsuccessful in terms of like many metrics. If you want to look at it, happiness, I don't know, financial success, health, how they look, how they feel, 
So anytime you, you're doing basically what the majority is doing, you got to question that. And I think it comes down to the fact that, again, mismanaged expectations due to Instagram, social media now are becoming a big, big problem because most people are seeing guys transform in what they claim is eight weeks, but God knows what happened before. Maybe they had a two, three month pause from training. They got a bit overweight, then you got back to results. They had muscle memory. God knows what people used to skew the data and put out testimonials and success stories. If anybody goes to my business and they go and check out the client success stories, look, we're not going to work with someone if we're not working with them for six months or something, like at least like four or five months. Like we're not even going to talk to you if you're not interested in committing at least that amount of time. And if you actually dive into the success stories, my favorite success stories are someone messaging me four years later and saying, I'm still doing what we you know I were actually putting in place four or five years ago, and I'm still getting results. And it's even better because that signals to me a true lifestyle change. It's really not about can you lose it or how fast you can lose it. The question is, can you keep the weight off and can you build a set of sustainable habits that truly change your identity in who you are. At the end of the day, it is the identity. Are you the type of person that skips gym? Are you the type of person that orders randomly in a restaurant? Or are you actually very mindful and you know how to take care of yourself and you understand, look, you only got one body one in this life that at least we know, maybe you reincarnate in some kind of like butterfly or something. Hell knows, right? Like, don't ask me. I know that right now you have one body and you got to take care of it. And this is your vessel. And people that honor this and that understand this and they're willing to invest, that, that's really my clientele. So I, I'm a little bit detached actually from what the mainstream is doing because I feel like the mainstream is always in down some kind of rabbit hole of a quick fix. So I, I feel like everybody who's watching my content or at least uh, semi-watching, they understand that there is no easy solution. Like there are the types of, if you go back, you know, if you go to the marshmallow experiment. Those are the people that can't wait a little bit to get the second marshmallow. There's this famous uh, Stanford experiment in the late 60s and the early 70s where they took a bunch of kids and they allow them, you want to, you can get a small reward right now immediately, or you can get a couple of uh, marshmallows later on. If you just wait a little bit, about 15 or 20 minutes, I believe was in the study. Then they actually compared this later in life and the the kids that could wait to get the second marshmallow were healthy across the board. And also they had better measures in terms of education. Everything. So people that could delay their gratification a little bit were a lot more successful. And at the end of the day, that's, I, I feel like success isn't for everybody. It's, you have to have a, the right mindset. You have to come from the position where you really want it and be willing to make the sacrifice. Because we can talk about glory days all the time. I just did a photo shoot in Greece. Man, I was starving for like six weeks. People don't get that. I was going to bed hungry every day, right? And of course, the picture looks amazing, but the picture is a result of me being lean six weeks ago and then going on a diet for another six weeks where I just literally ate like a rabbit all day. And I was bloated. I, I felt tired. My training sucked the last week or so. And I did everything in my power to plow through until I can get that photo. And then I got out of the diet. And that six weeks is only a tipping point of the last 10 years of me investing every single day and not missing a workout for five years. Right. So people don't get that. There's a huge process behind that result that you see. And the result is really just there as, um, as the final thing. But most of the things happen on a day-to-day -day basis over the course of years and years and years of hard work. And I think that's the message that mo most of at least content con providers that I know that are very successful now and that have a very loyal following are people that are sharing more of the process and saying, look, 
today it sucks to be me, but I know that I'm doing it for the right reasons and I know that it's going to pay off one day. And that's how you build a business. That's how you get a body. That's how you get in a good relationship. That's how you accomplish anything worth having. Yeah. Well said, man. And, uh, you know, concur a hundred percent on that. And I always, uh, the people who have been listening to the show for a while, I think they know where I'm coming from, but I always like to talk to the people who are either, who I haven't reached out or haven't reached out to me and let me know. Or also I feel like a lot of people feel like, oh yeah, no, I'm doing the right thing. And they're not (laughs) because if we're doing the right thing, we get results and it shows. And one of the things that I try to do is I try to help people get more results oriented. One thing that I find though, is that there are some limiting beliefs uh, that I'd like to dive into uh, into this with you. Uh, one of them, because we typically focus on a forty plus uh, group, we just find that you know I get some people in their thirties, but it's mostly the forties and fifties, uh, even sometimes sixties. And there are some beliefs that people come with, and one of them is that um, there's that age is somehow stopping them from losing fat. And I don't mean that it's slowing down fat loss or making a bit harder because you have more responsibility usually with age. They're believing that it stopped, like they can't lose fat. And then they get on um, that that's the first group of people. Then I guess there's a second group that gets on these diets and they're like what you said. Uh, it's easy. Once you figure it out, like, oh, I eat less and I lose weight. This is magic. It's not about, I, I find that most people are focused on like, hey, olive oil is great. So I'm going to put like three or five tablespoons on my salad because got to get that healthy fat in there. I'm really doing something good for myself here. Oh, what else is healthy? Oh yeah, grass-fed beef is healthy. So I got to eat a lot of that. And then, you know, they focus on what healthy foods to eat versus getting into a calorie deficit. So why don't we do this? Let's unpack um, some fat loss basics for someone listening. They've heard it from me before, but especially it's always good to hear it from someone else like yourself. And also for anyone who happens to stumble upon this podcast, thinking that uh, we were going to talk about, you know, low carb or or whatever, intermittent fasting, uh, which can serve a place, but, you know, selling another fad diet. Why don't we, uh, in your words, in your perspective, kind of unpack like the, the, the basics of fat loss for people? This episode is sponsored by Organifi. Do you want to know a secret that all my coaching clients follow? It's really simple, but powerful. Add vegetables into each meal. But let's be honest, most of us, including myself, don't eat the recommended servings of vegetables and fruits each day. So for those of us who are on the go or have trouble eating healthy, having a greens powder makes it easy to get your greens in every single day, no matter how busy you are. And that's why I use and recommend Organifi Green Juice, a superfood powder that you just add water to so that you can get your greens in even when you're on the go. The best thing about Organifi Green Juice is that it actually tastes great. But don't believe me, try it for yourself. And use the code TED20, that's capital T-E-D, the number 20, at www.organifi.com. 
O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. That's Organifi.com to receive 20% off your first order. But hurry, this is a limited time discount for Legendary Life listeners. Now, back to the episode. Yeah, it's always good actually to go back to the fundamentals. I feel like one of the reasons why the fundamentals get overlooked because of the fact that it's not quote unquote new, right? Eat less, move more, lose weight, right? It's not new. And then we confuse ourselves with, because it's not new information that it's somehow not as valuable. That's often the case when you hear someone say, look, it is really the calorie deficit. We're not saying that because we're trying to you know, do some kind of like, we're you know, saying it for no reason, because that's the truth. It's like me saying, if I jump off out of my balcony right now, I'm not going to fall. There's just no way I'm not going to fall down. The same thing with calorie deficit. It's a rule that it's just the way it works. And so you better start thinking about how to implement it. Then we can go into some of the methods of how to actually do that. But yes, like fat loss, it really comes does come down to a calorie deficit. This does not mean that you should ignore food quality. This does not mean that you can't go low carb if you prefer that. This does not mean that you can't do intermittent fasting and that helps you get into a calorie deficit. All those things on a hierarchy go below that calorie deficit, which actually has to be in place in order to maximize fat loss. Now, is training important? Yes. I would say as far as nutrition goes, nutrition is really the primary thing that's going to generate that fat loss. So you're looking at a calorie deficit, you're looking at a high protein diet, and those things are really, really important. Now, whether you go high carb or low carb, that really is up to personal preference. We have a lot of data on this pointing to to now meta-analysis at this point, not even just single studies saying, look, whether you go high carb or low carb, it doesn't matter at the end of the day if calories and protein are equated. And that's important to hear because that gives you, if you're someone who's a lover of keto, I don't personally like to go keto or I don't advocate that approach because I think there's other problems with that same as, you know, putting butter in your coffee, all kinds of negative outcomes of that. But if you prefer that, let's say as a strategy, maybe potentially short term, you want to go for that to lose some weight, you can, right? But I'm a big believer in thinking long-term. Okay. Is this something you can stick for the rest of your life? What's the approach that's most likely to work? Uh, I'm a probabilistic thinker. Is it more probable that you're going to stick with keto for the rest of your life? Or is it actually better to find other more enjoyable and sustainable ways to be in a caloric deficit until you lose the body fat that you want to reach your goal and high protein and get your vegetables? I mean, any healthy diet is a plant-based diet. That does not mean that you won't include animal products in it in terms of health reasons. Of course, ethics are a completely different discussion. But at the end of the day, calorie deficit, high protein, you will lose fat. Like there's just, that's going to happen. If you're not losing weight on a week-to-week basis, you're by definition not in a caloric deficit. You know, if someone says like, well, I'm eating 1,500 calories a day and let's say I've been doing it for three weeks and I'm losing body fat. Well, by definition, you're not in a caloric deficit. Like you're either miscounting or you're not moving enough or something is off. If you are in a caloric deficit, you will lose that body fat. And that's a very predictable form. I mean, we've known this for decades already. It's not something new. I mean, we're not inventing anything new. And I think that's really one of the crux of the issue is that you, if you're, let's say, 40 or 50 right now, maybe because of the fact that there, there's this availability bias where you're seeing mostly examples of 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds on social media and thinking, well, they're the ones getting in shape and you don't see as many examples of 40-year-olds that can 
disrupt your critical thinking, meaning that, okay, 40 years are just not doing it because it's something different. When you, as soon as the number changes from three to four, bam, like there's a switch that flips and you can't lose body fat, which is completely false. And if you apply the basic laws, as we mentioned, calorie deficit, high protein diet, resistance training to make sure that you're building muscle and preserving lean muscle as you're dieting, if you're getting adequate amount of sleep, if you're eating your vegetables and your fruits in the recommended amounts, you're going to be in great shape. Like th that's the basics, right? Now we can talk about optimization and we can get into protein turnover. We can, we can dive into like nutrient timing, all that stuff to really maximize results. And that's a lot of what I do with my clients is, okay, how do we actually max things out? But look, if you're not doing the basic stuff, that that's just not, none of that really matters. Like we can't talk about nutrient timing if you're, if you don't even know what a protein looks like, right? You have to understand calories, macros, some of the basic things. And this should have been in the school system in general, but it's not. A, so now guys like myself and you, we got to put that, this information out there. And that's really what you need to understand before you embark on any of these. I, I feel like a lot of the, you mentioned low carb multiple times, so I can go with it. I feel like a lot of low carb proponents out there are deliberately uh, not mentioning facts about being in a caloric deficit or what, what really contributes to results because otherwise, I mean, it would uh, kind of remove this magical effect of being low carb, right? It's much easier to convince people to buy their products if they would go into hormones and all kinds of stuff, which by the way, fi everything fixes itself most of the time. If you just go in a caloric deficit, you don't even have to like, like you're not going to change your hormones in a in, in a reverse order, like you go in a caloric deficit, you fix your body and your body composition, that will fix your hormones. So, I mean, in most cases for the most part. So that, I mean, I feel like there's a deliberate kind of uh, almost like a mission to not convey the right information in order to retain this magical effect of like, whether it's intermittent fasting or whether it's low carb or whatever it is, not telling people what actually drives the results if we're going to the mechanism itself, right? Now, adherence is a whole different ballgame because some people find it easier to stick to a healthy diet if they're vegan. Some people find it easier with pescatarian approach. Some might find it easier with keto. Some will say paleo, whatever it is. At the end of the day, mechanistically, you're looking at calorie deficit again, high protein, lots of vegetables, lots of fruits. And then from there on, look, you, you can do all, everything you want, whether it's counting macros, whether it's intuitive, whatever it is, in order, if you're losing body fat on a week-to-week -week basis, you're doing something right. So I, I feel like that's really going back to the basics, right? Yeah. Thanks so much for that breakdown because like you said, so many people, they will pass over that information like, oh, Ted, you believe in calorie deficits, man. That's so like, you know, 20 years ago, like that's what we believe. We know that carbs raise insulin and insulin is the store of body fat. Forget that it also helps build muscle. That's not important, but you know, like, uh, uh, and it's interesting that you said that about the low carb people. I don't really follow enough of them. I, I just don't listen to any of the content out there. I don't know any of the low carb, uh, content creator people. I just stay out of that and just kind of do my own thing and talk to people like you and, uh, all the other amazing guests that I've had on the show. And the people that I, I like to learn from. But it's interesting that you say that. And I love that you bring up the fact that about hormones, because what we know is that if you're a man and you have excess body fat and you've got the beer belly, you got the moobs forming, the gynecomastia, we know that there's an imbalance 
most likely of estrogen and testosterone, but that's caused by the excess body fat turning your testosterone into estrogen and causing those things to happen. And as you stated, uh, it's about losing that body fat that will help you get back to normal. There's no, especially with testosterone booster supplements, I've read a couple that supposedly work, but it's just really, I'm so like uninterested in testosterone anything these days, because I think that's another one where it's just like, okay, uh, get healthy. Testosterone levels are good. And there's, you know, get good quality sleep, lose the body fat, lift weights, you know, (laughs) a couple other things. Exactly. And then, yeah, you're good. And the same thing goes with women. They start adopting more of like almost a, a male type of, um, hormonal physiology when too much fat, we just know it creates inflammation and, and screws things up. Mario, what I'd like to ask you is um, when people, uh, now now the calorie deficit thing, and I also want to point this out, Mario, I think it's important. You and I, we're not doing our business any favors by not being part of the low carb or keto group. It's the way hotter thing, um, calorie deficits. It's just, it's not sexy or that hot as a marketing topic. Um, and fortunately there's enough people out there who want the truth and want results that you have a good business and, and I get my share of clients as well. But what if a person's like, well, I tried that and I just, uh, you know, I, I didn't lose any weight. I was eating 1200 calories and I wasn't losing any weight for maybe a woman or I was, I was only eating 1600 calories and I'm a 200 pound guy and I wasn't losing any weight. Could you break down in your perspective of what might be happening there? Yeah, and that's a really good question. And just to take a step back, going to what we just mentioned, this is not personal opinion. This is not anecdote. This is pure data. If we are looking at, let's say, intermittent fasting versus just calorie restriction in terms of health benefits, we don't even know what are a lot of those health benefits are attributable to intermittent fasting or just purely the fact that it puts you in a caloric deficit and you get those health benefits. So it's important that we actually go back to the data rather than just personal anecdote or what worked for someone else somewhere. I know plenty of people that look better than I look and they're maintaining their physique, eating French fries and donuts all day, and they're just going to the gym once a year and it works for them. Fantastic, right? I'm not that type of person. I have to work really, really hard in order to get my results. So there's a lot of variance. So anecdote is not really a a very powerful way to convey what's really the truth. It can be a good starting point in some cases, even though even that is sort of like off. But when you look at large-scale data and meta-analyses, studies of studies, we can see, look, it, it really does come down to calorie deficit. Now, if you say, well, okay, I've been at 1,400 calories and I'm not losing any weight and I'm 250 pounds, and a male, and I'm training five days a week, well, number one, you're not eating 1,400 calories consistently every single day because you would be absolutely starving most of the time. You wouldn't even be able to function properly. So it really comes down to then uh, there's a couple of things. You're either unconsciously or consciously over-consuming calories, and you have to look into that and see, first of all, do a complete audit of your food journal or what you're doing to actually state, okay, is this happening or is it not happening? There might be like a small, 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 tiny percentage of individuals that might have some kind of health condition that would then, of course, their metabolism may be out of whack, but that's not you or me or anybody listening to this. Most likely, no. So what we're looking at really is, are you being honest and 
are you looking at it from a long enough time span? If you take, let's say, four weeks, which is one month, pretty much good, clean data. If you're eating 1,500 calories for a month, you're going to lose a lot of weight if you're 250 pounds male. Like, I don't care what you do. Like, even if you don't train at all, if you're, if you're bedridden, you're going to lose a lot of weight. So it doesn't really – the law of thermodynamics is something you can't cheat. <laughs> Unless you're from a different planet, you will lose weight. Now, the question is, again, whether you're consciously or unconsciously overeating or not. And, and this actually comes down to even when you look at literature of how estimates of calories and how people think about calories, most people are horrible at estimating calories, not just people that are not educated in nutrition and registered dietitians, but even registered dietitians, they're about 20, 30% off when they estimate portion sizes. And if you ask someone how much a chocolate brownie is, they might say, well, it's 150 calories where it's like 450, right? So there's a lot of that happening. And so this is where technology and software like MyFitnessPal or something else can help you bring more awareness to what you're eating and how much you're eating and really how much is going into your body. Most people don't even count alcohol, for example, as a calorie source. They don't count oils or there's different types of things that can all add up to another extra thousand calories and you're not losing any weight. It's very easy to overeat a thousand calories a day without thinking about it. Most people are shocked and depressed when they realize how a tablespoon of peanut butter, first of how, how big it is, how, how it looks, and also how many calories it has. I personally it, it cannot uh, come to terms with that because I love peanut butter. So if I'm on a cut, I, I'm not able to eat peanut butter because it's just too calorie dense. So educating yourself on calorie density and really understanding that. And also, of course, 2000 calories from a super healthy, you know, mainly unprocessed, high protein diet with lots of fruits and vegetables is not the same as 2000 calories from Twinkies due to you know the thermic effect and all the other processing costs that come with the healthier food. That's also to be taken in consideration, but that's usually not enough to completely offset fat loss if someone is truly eating 1,500 calories. From my experience, the 1,500 calories is actually 2,500 if we're actually looking at the real data because there's a lot of snacking that doesn't count as a quote-unquote meal, like a lot of things like that. So we first, I've got to go to are we honest with ourselves and how much food is going into the mouth versus how much we think it is. There's actually a really cool documentary in the UK They've done this a few years ago. It's called, I believe, uh, Secret Eaters. I'm not sure if yep, you ever I, uh, came across it's great. that. <laughs> it's amazing, right? Uh, you would you'd be surprised when uh, you know you see someone how an 8,000 calorie day on Saturday just spontaneously happens. Like 8,000 calories, we see like uh, a family of, uh, of a couple of people, and they're just eating throughout the whole day, and they eat a total of 20,000 calories in a day. It's, it's ridiculous. And that's the reality when you're not making the food choices that are right food choices. You're not having the right habits. You're snacking a lot and just piling on a bunch of stuff easily adds up. So I feel like if you're someone who has quote unquote tried it all, uh, I would definitely urge you to first of watch that documentary. It's fun. It's interesting, but also really come down to doing a proper audit of your behavior and it's the same thing as like someone saying, well, I don't use my smartphone, but then you go in your iPhone and you set, say the activity and says that you've been using Instagram for 20 hours a week. I mean, you got to look at the data and I'm not a person of any kind of, I look only at data. I don't look into how you feel about it as much. It's really the data that matters at the end of the day. If you're not getting results, you're not in a calorie deficit. So why you're not in a calorie deficit, that's where we look at the data. So I'm very data driven. And I think that's really the best way to find the truth at the end of the day. That's what hopefully you'd be interested in if you're looking to change your life, you got to come down to the truth. Yeah. So hard to 
really step up and own that sometimes because we see our efforts and we have feelings about them. And when we feel like I work hard at this, I, I ate really well the other day and I went and worked out. And, and then when you look at the results, they're just not there. And then you start pointing fingers at, oh, well, yeah, uh, it, it's the age, it's the metabolism, or even some, someone on, the, on my Instagram the other day was like, oh, the, the big food companies are in the marketing. I'm like, well, you, you know about it. So it's not a secret anymore. Stop watching TV or, or get off of social media, wherever they're affecting you. If you feel like they're affecting you, step up, take control of your life. And I mean, um, so anyway, without getting, <laughs> I'll get back down off the soapbox real quick, but I love that you brought up secret eaters because, and that's, if you're listening to this, watch that documentary. In fact, maybe we'll send out an email with that just to get people clear because um, I find that there's a big disconnect, Mario, uh, between this and from the, the people that I've spoken to, it comes from all the confusion out there about nutrition because you you said earlier and I agree to this with what you said to a large extent we all kind of know what to do but there is this point where you get overwhelmed and I've been here personally although not in a good decade or so where you just get overwhelmed like I don't know what to do this person says to go low fat this person says to go low carb this person says to do intermittent fasting this person I mean I forgot what we were uh preaching 10 years ago I think it was more about like staying away from the the organic food I mean staying away from you know the pesticides and conventionally grown foods staying away from the GMOs more of like a health based approach and yet people weren't getting results and I uh, ended up realizing that I was in, I was probably around 10, 9, 8% body fat, but it's because I did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu three times a week. Then I lifted weights three times a week. And um, I was following a low carb diet at the time, but I would like, you know, go off on these binges, but I was just exercising so much uh, and doing competitions and then teaching classes apart from training clients that it was just easy for me to stay there. And, um, then, you know, I got into my thirties, started taking all that energy, focusing on my business. And that's when all the things happened. And, uh, I kind of went through this myself. So if you're listening, you know, take Mario's advice to heart and really be honest and take responsibility instead of pointing fingers, uh, at, you know, oh, this calorie thing doesn't work. Oh, it's, you know, whatever the, the, it's your age, it's the hormones start looking at, okay, what am I doing that I'm not owning, that I'm not being honest about? And how do I work to change that? And that's probably the best follow-up advice I can give in addition to what you said, Mario. What I'd like to uh, ask you now is um, a lot of people find that, well, <laughs> I'll just say it like this, Mario. Information doesn't lead to transformation. People know so much but they don't take action. And I want to listen, uh, ask you right now, when's the last time you listened to a podcast and did something big that led to better results in your whatever area of life 
that you're looking to improve? When's the last time you saw a Facebook post or an Instagram post and it's like, whoa, that's amazing. I'm going to go change everything now. And how many PDF downloads do you have on your computer for different workouts? How many free workouts from Shape Magazine, Women's Health, Men's Health, Bodybuilding.com? And uh, what has that gotten you? Yes. Um, that's the question. <laughs> it's a good question. You know, yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> and and my question for you, Mario, is because, um, I mean, that's why we both do coaching is we help people implement things. But what would you say to someone who's trying things and it's year after year and, and they're listening to this and they're like, I was, I was in, I'm in the same place that I was in a year ago, listening to all this information. I can't even believe that, you know, 2019, which is what we're in is coming to a close here. And I'm in the same position. Like what do, um, you know, is coaching the only way or how many people can really step up and use the information in your experience and make that transformation on their own? There's a lot of people out there that need mentoring and coaching, I would say to maximize results, some are able to get to a point by themselves. And if they're comfortable with that and they don't want to push themselves any further, then that's totally fine. I found from my experience also that I've achieved the best results when I was coached and mentored. And I don't mean just in fitness, but in business and every other area of my life, I always have a couple of coaches and mentors that I'm working with. And that personal accountability that you get with someone and just being able to actually get a very objective amount of feedback from someone who is ahead of you, it's invaluable. Yes, some information is out there, but the information itself is not systematized properly. It's not customized to your particular situation. It's not something that's very practical. It's not even put in the same order. I mean, if you use the example, I love to use this analogy of baking the cake. You can't put the egg at the end. If you put the, you have the exact same recipe and you're making the cake, you still have to follow the right order. You have to preheat the oven. You have to set it up correctly. If you forget one of those steps, or if you just mix it up a little bit, in the end, you're going to end up with something that's not edible. So really mentoring is something that is the, in my opinion, the shortcut. If you're looking, I hate to use the word shortcut, but that's the only kind of like leap you can make ahead in time where you're able to, first off, have the right expectations, have the right roadmap, have the right systems, the right habits, and the right accountability and support when things happen. Because a lot of people can get in shape. If you look, if you're 20 years old, if you have all the time in the world, you're studying, you have a scholarship maybe, or some financial support from your parents, you have to do literally anything but go to the gym, you can eat whatever you want, then everything is awesome, you're running around all day anyway, chasing girls or whatever you're doing, or guys, whatever you're into, High activity level is perfect. You're in shape. But the question is, that's not everybody. And at least from my experience with my clients, I'm dealing with people that are juggling 50 different things and it's all up in the air. And if one thing drops, it's massive stress. It's lots of issues, lots of stuff happening, multiple companies, family, travel, lots of logistical things. And even if you have the right, like I have the right information for Christ's sakes, I do this as a, that's my company. I still have a mentor helping me organize myself. And I do that for, because I have to put some, I mean, I have to put clients first sometimes and I need someone to be objective because I'm subjective with myself and I can reach burnout if someone else doesn't tell me and look, Mario, you need to take a day off. Otherwise you're going to be screwed looking at these metrics that we have about you. Same thing I do for my clients. If I see someone going too hard, 
And I can see that they're being very subjective because if, if you work the type of population that I work with, which are usually guys that you need to slow down, not speed up, they're like going to kill themselves in the gym if you don't tell them to <laughs> lay it off a little bit. It, because they're so passionate, they want to push themselves. They're very perfectionist with anything they do. They want to go all in. I have to go be there and let, look, man, it's time for a deload. It's time to take a week off. It's time to do this. Look, you're being too hard on yourself with nutrition. Let's take it a bit easier. But sometimes I need to be there and say, look, man, you need to step it up. You, you screwed up. Take ownership. Let's do this. So having objective feedback is invaluable. And you're simply not going to figure it out yourself if you've been struggling for multiple years. It's like if, the, the longer you've been struggling, the less likely you are to figure it out. And from my experience, having the right system, the right expectations and the customized roadmap where, okay, you know what to expect and what to do at what point in time is simply invaluable. If you're an entrepreneur or professional who values your time, I mean, there's just no point in wasting it. I have so many clients that have been through you know, half a decade of trial and error and all kinds of nonsense. And in six months, we 10x the results more than they achieved in five years because they, they can fully focus. They can trim out first of unlearn what's not correct, learn what's correct, systematize, implement habits, be accountable, be supported. Six months later, they're good for life. And that six month period sets you up for the next 60 years of your life being done properly. So it's just at this point, like I, I feel like mentoring is a no brainer. I honestly don't know how a course or anything that you can just pick up can achieve insane, crazy transformations. I mean, you can get some marginal improvements from time to time. I've never been the type of person that can pick up like lots of court. I do read a lot of books. But to achieving cra crazy, crazy results, meaning like a massive quantum leap ahead, it always came down to mentoring and working with someone who's ahead of me, who I respect, who I know has the results that I want to achieve and also has achieved those results with other people. So I know the person is legit. Someone who actually has the same core values as me. That's why my clients join my programs because we share the same core values. We value health. We value freedom, we value family, we value pushing ourselves outside the comfort zone, we value delay gratification, we value being the best you can be, personal development. Like that's who you want to work with. And honestly, like I, I just cannot see how you could get any of that from a PDF, from a supplement or DMing someone on Instagram. And no disrespect to anybody, but that's just not going to cut it. Like and it's very, very visible in terms of proof of results that it's extremely difficult to achieve results uh, of this nature with something that is uh, like a course or like any kind of, or just one video or something like that. Wow. That was a powerful close to a really enjoyable and informative interview, Mario. Really enjoyed speaking with you today. And if you enjoyed hearing Mario as well, you're definitely going to want to check out his uh, YouTube channel at youtube.com Mario Tomic official. It's pronounced Tomic, but we're not going to, <laughs> it's Mario Tomic. So that's T-O-M-I-C. So Mario Tomic official. And you can also go to his website at Tomic.com. That's T-O-M-I-C.com. And you can reach out and learn more about the work he does with clients if you're interested in that. And Mario, man, we, we totally took a different path of, about traveling and uh, staying in shape. 
hopefully we'll be able to connect again because I know you're a busy guy and you know I'm flying all around as well. But it, it's been such a pleasure to connect with you after appreciating your work, I guess the past probably a couple years now um, since I found out about you. After I think I saw you interview someone, maybe Alan Aragon or so one of those guys on Facebook or something, and then checked out your YouTube channel. So it was just a pleasure, man. And is there anywhere else you'd like someone to connect with you or anything, any closing words for our interview? Yeah. So the best place to find out more and learn more, educate yourself. I put out YouTube content regularly. I do try to keep up with my Instagram as well. And some, of course, work on my website. You can see some of the client results. And that's it. At the end of the day, the only closing words is like, have a growth mindset, be open to learning and don't give up on yourself if something in the past didn't work because there's always, you got to think about it from a perspective of, uh, I love to use, I have a background in software engineering. That's what I studied, computer science. So I love to see myself as a, a program where I'm just leveling up those versions of myself. So if you're version one now, there's no reason why you can't be version 1.1 or 1.5 or two in a couple of years from now by learning, experimenting, educating yourself and just leveling up your life. And that's what I used to do in World of Warcraft. And now I do that in my own life. So I think that's the type of mindset to have. And if you look at yourself five, 10 years from now, if you're not at least a little bit embarrassed with what you used to think and what you used to do, then you're not doing something right with your life. So every year looking back, you should be very proud and there should be obvious improvements in how you live your life, how you behave day to day, and the results are going to follow us. So that's really the only thing that I have to say here because we are all in the journey of continuous improvement and that's that's what makes this life amazing. And so I hope uh, this message can uh, reach people and that uh, you know they embark on this uh, crazy journey of personal development. Wow, powerful words, Mario Tomic. Thanks so much for sharing your your knowledge, your wisdom, but most importantly your time and can't w- wait to connect again with you soon. Appreciate it, Ted. That wraps up another episode of the Legendary Light Podcast. I I hope you enjoyed the talk with Mario. I really enjoyed speaking with him. And we both come at coaching from a similar perspective, but he has different resources and looks at it a bit differently. So I really appreciated that. And I hope you appreciated his perspective as well, because it's good to hear things over and over again, but also from different people. That helps us learn better. It helps us get into the nuances of ideas and concepts better. So I hope you got a lot, a lot, a lot. Don't get a lot. What is a lot? I don't know. But a lot out of the episode today. And I want to say this. If you are a person who's already going 100 miles an hour with your nutrition, with your exercise, and you look at your midsection, you're like, my, you know what? My body fat is a lot higher than it should be for all this effort that I put in. What I wanna do is I wanna suggest, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I want you to hop on a call with me. To do that, you go to legendarylifeprogram.com slash apply. If you're a high performer, if you are committed to getting your body taken care of, getting your health handled, and finally getting the results you deserve, from all that hard work, and if you'd like to do it in an easier way than what you're doing right now and get better results, easier and better results. If that's you, go to legendarylifeprogram.com slash apply, apply to hop on a call with me. That's all I've got. 
Remember, you can get this handle. Every single person can lose fat. Nothing is stopping you. Not your age, your metabolism, the low testosterone, the postmenopause, the premenopause, the hypothyroidism, the gut dysfunction, the electromagnetic frequencies, none of that's stopping you. It's just a matter of learning the right information and, uh, and developing the skills and doing that consistently. You will get results, even seeing your abs for the first time, even if you've never seen them before. Don't give up the dream. Just give up your approach that isn't working. That's my final message for you. Hope you have an amazing week and I'll speak to you on Friday.